Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. You idiot! Yes, anything you fuck about is idiot! We can't just wander around like idiots! Oh, you scared! Get off the stage! Roses are red, violets are blue, sugar is sweet! Sitting down Saturday morning, watching your favorite cartoons, eating your favorite sugary crunches. Yeah. What if I told you though, some of those cartoons that were meant for kids had some pretty fucking dark moments that you probably didn't pick up back then. But if you watch now, you'll be like, what the fuck? So, let me take you back. <laughs> To cartoons such as Rugrats, Red and Stimpy, oh yeah, the good old days, right? And bring up some dark moments in those. You ready for this? Screaming Chewing Show. Your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And it starts now. Hey everyone, quick message from Tucson's Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Help treat anxiety and depression with martial arts training and education. Develop the confidence, skills, and fitness you need to stay safe. Our focus is real-world self-defense tactics, practical and effective for everyone. You can find them at 4500 East Speedway Boulevard, number 4, Tucson AZ 85712. Or you can call them at 520-838-1592. They are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So hit them up. Learn martial arts, very therapeutic, and you can learn to kick ass and kick depression's ass as well. So, um, hit them up. Nickelodeon, one of the first networks for kids. Yeah, started in the sometime around the 1970s. Um, you know, it became a cultural juggernaut. And when you hear Nickelodeon, you automatically think of green slime. Um, you know, even amazing shows like It's All That, you know, comedy skit shows, uh, movies like Good Burger, Welcome to Good Burger, you know, fucking classics. But you also think of cartoons, right? Like, for example, 
Doug, you know, the Rugrats, SpongeBob SquarePants, and my favorite, Ren and Stimpy. And um, although they were kids shows, some pretty adult shit happens sometimes. Like, for example, the Rugrats. Yeah, there's an episode where Tommy gets fucking kidnapped, yo. Could you believe that? <laughs> yeah, a show about babies that go on little adventures and have wild imagination. Yeah. So in season one, episode called Ruthless Tommy, Grandpa Lou is supposed to be watching Tommy, but he falls asleep, leaving a curious Tommy to crawl out of his playpen. Yeah. And out the front door, which was inadvertently left ajar. Tommy goes outside to play with a ball, only for two guys to swing by and swoop him up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> their reasoning for kidnapping a baby in this children's show is comically misguided. They got the address wrong and meant to kidnap a different baby. Yeah, the son of a rich guy. While they throw a ransom note attached to a brick through the pickle's window, Tommy ends up escaping by crying so much that he annoys the kidnappers enough to drive him home. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, kid show turned into a fucking crude, true crime show and shit? Yeah. Now, that one wasn't that dark, right? But what about something like depression and suicide jokes? <laughs> In a children's cartoon. Especially Spongebob Squarepants, yo. This fucking silly-ass childish cartoon. Straight-up retarded sometimes, but you gotta love it, right? Um, There's an episode called Are You Happy Now? And uh, Squidward is not very happy. So there's a point where Squidward, Squidward realizes he has no happy memories and goes on to full-on fucking depression. Now, his buddy Spongebob takes it upon himself to try and help him, right? He's got to cheer his friend up, but he fails, and Squidward locks himself up in his house for two weeks. Now, Spongebob being curious, you know, wondering about his homie, he peeps in the mail slot, and he sees a glimpse of his unusually filthy house, you know, and Squidward just walking around in a robe, you know, just fucking pretty much gave up on life. And um, and SpongeBob makes a joke like, at least he knows he's alive. <laughs> then in another part, um, Squidward says, I just can't get happy and sticks his head in the oven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he starts pulling out uh, brownies, uh, burnt brownies from the oven. <laughs> Yeah, so Spongebob takes one last stab at treating his friend's depression. He throws Squidward a party. But since nobody comes, he makes 100 paper mache statues of himself. Squidward works himself into a rage and destroys every last one of them. Finally, generating a happy memory. Happy ending, guys. Yeah, you guys thought he was going to commit suicide? Come on, it's a fucking kid show, yo. Um, but anywho, look up on YouTube, um, fuck, there's, like, somebody made an episode where Squidward really, um, commits suicide, <laughs> anywho, so here's one of my favorites, like I mentioned earlier, Ren and Stimpy, this show was a kid's show on Nickelodeon, but it was extremely fucking graphic, 
uh, like there was a nerve ending fairy instead of the tooth fairy. So he like ran, knocked out all his fucking teeth and she plucked out his nerve endings in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> there was also shit like where they were pretending to be baboons in a zoo and the alpha male like forced Ren to like eat the ticks off his back. Yeah, like fucking disgusting shit like that. But um, <laughs> it was also pretty fucking violent. So according, you know, some people say this is one of its the show's darkest episodes uh, called Sven Hoik. All right. Now, on the plot, um, Ren, tired of Stimpy and his idiotic behavior, typical, right? You know, he anticipates a visit from his long lost Scandinavian cousin, Sven. But when he arrives, Sven hits it off with Stimpy instead. Yeah. A little bit of jealousy bubbling right there, right? And um, they do things like hang out in the litter box, inflate, inflate rubber gloves on their heads, and just stupid shit that Stimpy loves to do, right? Because uh, obviously, Sven is kind of dumb like Stimpy, in the cartoon anyway. But um, when Ren comes home from work to find the house wrecked, Stimpy and Sven got bubblegum all over Ren's opera records and covered their living room in cat litter. Ren comes unglued and graphically details the punishment he plans to inflict on the two. Yeah, it includes ripping off their lips and gouging out their eyes and tearing their arms out of their sockets. But before he can commit these acts of extreme domestic violence, Ren cruelly urinates on a board game Stimpy and Sven had been playing. <laughs> Unfortunately, that game is Don't Whiz on the Electric Fence. Yeah. <laughs> As Ren did that, the house fucking explodes and all three characters die and wind up in hell with Satan. But, um, you know, as shows like Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life and stuff like that, cartoons and shows like that, they dominated Nickelodeon late in the, you know, later in the afternoon. But in the mornings, there were shows for smaller children, like preschoolers, right? Um, you know, like this show called The World of the Gnome. No, wait, The World of David the Gnome. My bad. Um was integral element and animated series based on the classic children's book, The Secret of Gnomes, by Will Hugin and Riot Ryan Poldvillet. My bad, you guys know I fuck up names. My bad, I don't mean to. Anywho, this quiet, gentle, fantastical show concerned a bearded gnome and named David, um, voiced by Happy Days Tom Bosley, roaming around the forest with other gnomes, staying away from trolls and hanging out with a fox named Swift. Now, already stepped in gnome mythology, the, wor the world of David the Gnome doubled down in its final episode to potentially traumatizing effect. Gnome lore says that gnomes live up to the age of 400 and then die. Well, in the entire run of the series, David, along with his wife Lisa, and another gnome named Casper were about 399. Yeah, foreshadowing. Uh, the series finale finds David, Lisa, and Casper accepting their deaths. And they march to the mountains of beyond. Little kids at home then watched 
as David's heartbroken best friend, Swift, the fox, as the gnomes died the way gnomes do, which is to magically transform into trees. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not fucking, you know, traumatic as y'all. But for little kids to watch their main characters die in um, the final episode, I mean, could be pretty fucked up, right? <laughs> now, since I mentioned uh, Rocco's Modern Life, here's a Rocco's Modern Life episode. Uh, they got pretty dark. Um, so this episode was To Heck and Back, a 1993 episode of Nickelodeon's bizarro cartoon Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco, he's a wallaby, right? Kind of looks like a kangaroo. <laughs> Has a little bit of an accent. But uh, his best friend, it's a male cow. Yeah, guess his name. Heifer or Hef, right? And they dine at a choky chicken where the gluttonous heifer orders nearly $40 worth of food. That's a lot of fucking food, especially back in 93. Um, while devouring his mountain of food, Heifer chokes on a rib cage and dies. His soul ascends to heaven. But then his angel wings turn into an anvil. And he crashes down in hell, or rather heck, you know, because this is a children's show. And saying the word hell, it's uh, pretty inappropriate, right? Anywho, it would seem that Heifer's commission of the deadly sin of gluttony was especially severe. As a highlight reel of his life points out, he's ultimately saved from eternal torment from eating too much when Rocco revives him. But as they head out to a movie... Heifer asked if they can stop for a bite at Beef Barge. Not only did Heifer learn nothing from his journey to heck, but seeing as how he's a fucking cow or a steer, uh, turns out he's okay with cannibalism, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I think that's darker if you ask me. But hey, talking about restaurants and fast food, here's one about Mr. Meaty. So this came out came about in the 2000s. Um, it was just short little segments, like three minutes long, just to fill in time, basically, right? They aired between 2006 and 2009. Now this it was like puppets, right? This workplace sitcom centered on the day-to-day action at Mr. Meaty, right? A burger joint, a disgusting fast food restaurant in a mall food court operated by two grotesque puppets. Now, um, Nerdy Parker and Too Cool for School, Josh, in between trying to impress classmates, uh, particularly the females, right, uh, who stopped by Mr. Meaty, Parker and Josh deal with unusual fast food problems. In one episode, Parker eats 12 Mr. Meaty burgers topped with Mrs. Meaty sauce. Yeah. That's apparently so looted with estrogen that it puts him on excruciating physical transformation into a girl. (laughs) Yeah, what the fuck, right? In another, Parker and Josh burn off a friend's nose in an attempt to remove a zit. And when it falls into the Mr. Meaty deep fryer, they replace it with a sausage. Yeah, there's also the, the rival food court eatery Soy What?, which attempts to sacrifice Parker in a cannibalistic cult ritual. And there's a time Parker eats raw beef and develops a tapeworm, as there's something at least 
mildly disturbing and almost every Mr. Meaty episode it probably left an entire generation of kids reluctant to go out and get that first after-school job at a fast food place. Now, here's one about Invader Zim, or Zim. Yeah, Invader Zim. Um, for those those of you who don't remember this classic, it's basically an alien, <laughs> yeah, named Zim, and he's posing as a child, and he's, like, obsessed with world domination. And uh, this is actually inspired or it, um, it's a creation of a comic book writer and illustrator, Jonan Vasquez. And he's also, uh, you know, he's most famous for print work, a series called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. So, yeah, just so you have an idea. But uh, Invader Zim wasn't quite as dark as Johnny, right? Which concerns the adventures of a deranged and possibly possessed suburban serial killer. That'd be fucking cool, right? Imagine that cartoon. Anywho, <clears throat> but it did come close on occasion. Take the Dark Harvest episode, for example. One day, Dib scans Zim with an x-ray device, noticing that Zim's organs look nothing like human organs. That prompts Zim to take his passing for human up a notch. He decides to replace his alien internal organs with people ones. <laughs> and goes on a quiet rampage around his grade school, attacking teachers and students and stealing their organs. Yeah, and replacing them with random objects such as Hall Pass and Light's smart one, right? Zim eventually harvests the organs of everyone in the school. In other words, his twisted scheme of organ thievery, thievery works, and he suffers no consequences or punishment. <laughs> Um, I don't know if that's brilliant or dumb, but it works, right? Now, here's what I never watched personally, but it does seem pretty fucking interesting. It's called You Really Can't Do That on Television. <laughs> yeah, it's one of uh, cable's TV, cable TV's first offerings in the late 70s and early 80s. Nickelodeon cobbled together a lineup of kid-friendly cartoons and variety shows imported from the UK and Canada. One show from up north, You Can't Do That on Television, became one of the channel's earliest hits and signature shows, combining sketch comedy with the behind-the-scenes on the set antics of the kids' actors starring in the sketches. It was basically a combination of Saturday Night Live and 30 Rock. Although the sketches were surprisingly dark for a kiddie show, one recurring bit featured a kid tied to a post trying to talk his way out of execution via firing squad. The suits that Nickelodeon had no problem with underage capital punishment, America. So they sure didn't mind joking about adoption, right? You can't do that on television. Episodes usually had a theme. And for a 1987 episode, that theme was adoption. It was really, let's make fun of adopted kids kind of sketch, right? <laughs> For example, the behavior of a peeping Tom teenage boy is blamed on the fact that he was adopted. Yeah, after it aired, Nickelodeon decided to pull it out of the rotation. We ourselves didn't understand what buttons were being pushed about an episode dealing with adoption. And that was our mistake. So co-creator Jeffrey Darby told 
Split Cider in 2012. And so that was a bad show. I think it only aired once. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, that was some dark little moments from, you know, our favorite nostalgic 90s, maybe 80s cartoons and TV shows. And um, yeah. So tell me what you think. Hey, if you remember something dark from your childhood cartoons or shows that kind of stuck with you. Email me at ScreamingChewy at gmail.com or send me a message on Facebook um, or Anchor. But um, I would love to fucking hear about it. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Peace. Oh, wait. And before I leave, i just like to give a quick shout out to Happy Hour News Team. Yeah, you guys fucking rock. Fucking amazing. Keep it up. And um, if if you're looking for some more fuckery and just straight up fucked up news... And just fucked up facts that you didn't need, you didn't know you need to know. Well, check them out. Happy Hour News Team. Um, yes, these guys are hilarious, and I highly recommend them. Peace. Bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. Hey, so I'm sure you've noticed I've been getting a lot more celebrity guests on my show. And this is all thanks to Steve Joyner. He's a publicist. And man, this guy takes his work seriously. He does not fuck around. And this guy is keeping me busy, yo. He, yeah, I'm just getting so many celebrity guests. Thank you so much, Steve Jordan. And um, if you yourself are an actor, director, producer, and you are looking for a uh, publicist, do not hesitate to contact Steve, right? He is a really cool guy. You'll love him, okay? His phone number is 816 816- 605-4561 or if you would like to email him it's uh, all one word starts with a capital S and it's stevesjnetwork at gmail.com so again starts with a capital S and then it's t-e-v-e-s-j-n-e-t-w-o-r-k at gmail.com Tell him Screamy Chewy sent you. You will not be disappointed. And uh, yeah, so big shout out to you, Steve. Thanks again, bro. Peace.
Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks, you know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show. I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there and just whatever. Um, Check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes also in between episodes i like to add me streaming yeah watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit you know what i mean and uh yeah just check out my youtube and uh twitter it's at screaming chewy yeah not screaming chewy show i should change it to that but for now it's just screaming chewy and uh thanks again for tuning in see you next week peace